Welcome to this week's edition of Coach Prep. Coach Don and I are here in the Cherokee Batting Range podcast studio getting ready to record episode number 212. We're going to talk about right field today and wrap up our journey around the different defensive positions. Before we get into that, though, let's talk about Anderson Bat Company. Everything Fast Pitch is very proud to have Anderson Bat Company as our presenting sponsor. Anderson Bat Company is using the latest and greatest bat technology to corner the market in the fast pitch world. They have the minus nine rocket tech, the minus 10 carbon, and the minus 11 carbon light. Anderson Bat Company is using this technology to put a high-performing bat in the hands of hitters that really know the difference between a good bat and a great bat. We're also working with Anderson to provide a discount for all of our listeners. Go to the Anderson Bat Company website and order your bats. Use the EFP20 discount, which is for everything fast pitch, and you'll get a 20% discount. And please support our primary sponsor. They do a great job for us, and you can get that additional 20% discount by using that EFP20 discount when you place your order. Also, if you're in a position where you can become a patron, we would love for you to do so. Go to patreon.com slash everything fast pitch. It's a great way for you to make sure that this podcast stays alive. We have got a great group of patrons that have been supporting us for a long time. We desperately need to add a few more people. We are close to breaking even. It's like a couple of patrons away and and we could actually be in the black for one of the very few times that we have been in the five years that we've been doing the podcast so if you can become a patron we appreciate y'all yeah, yeah we do, and definitely do appreciate our, our patrons that have been with us for so long so don right field let's wrap up the the position this is an exciting position tori and again at a very young age it's kind of like well they can't play these other spots so let's put them in right field but Right field, I think, is very exciting because it's a a spot where you've always got something to do. Right. There's balls that are hitting the infield. You got to get going. You got nobody on base. All kinds of craziness happens at first base. For you to be there to kind of save the day, it is a very important role. Often, especially as we get older, those are the longest throws made from right field as well. So we need to be working to develop our arm and to do a good job with that. We've talked about uh, being able to anticipate things and knowing what's happening around the field so that we know where we can help the most. And um, to be able to be there and be there on time is a, a real important part in our team being the best it can be. So right field, I think, is a, an exciting spot to get a chance to play. Right. Well, one of the things that I wanted us to talk about today, and you touched on it a little bit, is you know, we all have this stigma about the outfield, especially at younger ages that, you know, it's not... Let's put them in right yeah, field. Let's throw, yeah. throw the bad kids in the outfield. Our mission is to change people's opinions about it so that they understand that even though in certain situations, especially at younger ages, a lot of balls might not get hit to the outfield, you touched on the most important thing about coaching kids that are going to be playing right field. They have some place to be every single play, every single pitch. And if we teach them that part of their responsibilities and, and ingrain that in them and get them used to doing it, all of a sudden that position that seems so boring so helpful. is fun. Perfect example, one of the girls that I work with has a younger brother. He started playing uh, T-ball. And you know, you'd think, you know, T-ball, oh my God, you know, the poor kid's never going to see the ball. But the very first practice, the T-ball coach pulled them aside. And basically, I think he worked his way around the field and did this with every position. But he had Easton in right field, and he said, okay, here's your job. Every time the ball gets hit, you do this, and if you don't do that, then you do this other thing. And you have to do one or the other every single time the ball gets hit. And he got so excited because now he knew for sure that he got to do something 
every single time the ball got hit. He wasn't relying on the ball getting hit to him. He knew if the ball got hit to him, he did one thing. If the ball didn't get hit to him, he did something else. So here's a, I don't know, four-year-old, five-year-old kid who already loves playing right field because he had a coach that explained to him, this is a really important position. You've got something to do every single time. And if it works for five-year-olds, guess what? It'll work for 12-year-olds. It'll work for 14-year-olds. It'll work for 18-year-olds. It'll work for 25-year-olds. But it should also start to work for parents of all those kids, too, because to me, I think that's as big a problem as the player's attitude about playing right field. No, I think that's exactly right, Tori. And uh, again, for us to have the most fun and to do our best, we've kind of got to have that stuff shared with us. Right. And so job one is to make sure that we're valuing that position. Coaches, we've got to do a much better job of making sure that whoever's playing that position knows how valuable, crucial, and important they are. As kids get older, I think they start to see the value of all the positions. Because they've seen it happen. Right. Yeah. But we've, we've got to start to you know send that message at a younger age so we have less time wasted with players being mad or parents being mad because they think their player's not getting the opportunity or they don't think they're getting the opportunity that they deserve. So second thing is then we're going to start working on the same you know skills package that we've talked about with all the other outfield positions, getting balls hit to us, standing in right field from home plate, seeing live balls hit that are front toss or soft toss or live pitching or whatever it might be. So we're starting to see angles. You know, the the difference in right field, because so many of the hitters are right-handed, that we've got a lot of different crazy like slices and English on the ball when it gets hit. A ball that looks like it might be coming right to me has got a crazy spin on it, so it's maybe tailing to my left. A ball that gets hit over my head might have a weird, you know, spin on it or weird, weird tail to it. You know, just different things that we need to have more experience with and gain more opportunities to to work on. And the only way that's going to happen is by breaking that position out and setting it up in practice to give those players the opportunities to see the stuff that they're going to really see in game time. Tori, I like what you're saying about the action on the ball and the different spin that can be seen. I guess it could happen both in right and left field, but right. I, we see so many more right-handed batters that that's the one that I remember. You know, balls that are... Um, cutting into foul play and have seen some times where right fielders make such a difference in a game because they make that diving catch. Or how about a line drive one hopper to a right fielder that they get an out at first base? Right. Yeah. The nine, three put out. That's like amazing. What a showstopper that can be yeah. if, uh, you know, if we have that happen, but, uh, those things aren't going to happen if we don't, uh, share with them in practice, the things that, that they could be capable of doing. And, give them a chance to try it. And again, all the communication things between the infielders, you know, first and second base, obviously with uh, what we covered last week with the center fielder, you know, knowing what our role is and um, who has priority, who's in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And if we, if we don't talk and and share those things enough in practice, then that's where we're going to have a breakdown in the game. And and then we're going to be disappointed that we didn't, you know, spend a little bit more time with our outfielders. So we want to make sure that, like you said, they're they're uh, showing the importance, but then given the tools to, you know, do a really great job and have a lot of fun when they get out there. Right. One well, And again, one key component that we have to make sure that we're emphasizing is their importance in backing up plays. And, you know, one of the things that I think is, again, kind of tragic about the whole thing is that if they value doing those things, if they understand how important it is to do those things consistently, it would totally change everybody's attitude from the very beginning. If we're you know, instilling in players 
you know, the importance of being there to back up every potential play, every potential throw. Uh, one of the things that we talked about you know, a while back, if you're on my team and there's a runner at first base, that every single time the ball hits the catcher in the glove, it's your job to get all the way to the foul line to back up a potential throw down the line to try to pick that runner off at first. So you're going that way. So That's you're, what you're, it is. Yeah, yeah, you are making you are making a play every single pitch, whether the ball gets hit or not. And once we start to incorporate that kind of stuff, all of a sudden that position that you know seems like you're just out there picking up daisies or whatever ends up being a pretty vital and active thing. And so I think the trick is helping kids understand that they might do that a thousand times, but on play one thousand and one is when it means something. But if that play is, and this is something we talk about all the time, do you want to take that one bad swing when the bases are loaded in the championship game and you have a chance to be a hero, or do you want to make sure you're going to take your best swing? Well, do you want to not back up the one time in the championship game when the winning runs at first base and all of a sudden, you know, you're not where you're supposed to be and that girl scores on an overthrow? Better be happy right. settling for second best. Right. And yeah. so once, and again, some of that is education, some of that is practice, some of it's, you know, just drilling it and drilling it until it becomes second nature to the players. But I think the more we can use the uh, T-ball example that I talked about before of helping players see the value and understanding that they have a lot to do and that we're going to work on different things for them to make them more prepared, as you said, to have the tools to do the job when the job is presented to them, then all of a sudden that you know, position that feels like such a letdown or such a demotion at one point in my life turns into something I'm really excited to be doing and, and happy to be doing it well. And when you do something well, it's fun. Right. That's exciting. When you make mistakes, not so much fun. Right. Well, yeah. and, and the thing I you know, tell players all the time, think about, you know, over the course of every player's career, there's one time that you've seen somebody, oh my God, I can't believe she was there to back that up. That's great. Well, if it made that impression on you watching her do it, just think how you can make that impression on somebody else by doing it. Right. So it's not rocket science, but again, from a coaching perspective, our whole idea of you know the agenda of talking about each position specifically is there's different things that make every position unique. Make it exciting. And that uniqueness makes it exciting, makes it challenging, makes it fun, but also makes it fun for us to coach. You know, we have to you know, stop lumping everything together and think that if we hit ground balls, you know, in a line that everybody's getting out of that what they need. If we're hitting fly balls in a group that everybody's getting out of that what they need, because that's not true. We're just shortchanging them and, and setting ourselves up for disappointment. What do you think about sharing all these important things with the other teammates or the other people playing different positions right. so that they have a more of an appreciation for what everybody else is doing? If I know that somebody is being active and involved on every pitch, just like I am at my position, I can be a lot more appreciative of, of their efforts and things they're doing. Right. And then well, when they do something special, like you're saying, it's like, wow, I'm sure glad she's there all the time. Yeah. We, we always did that. We called it catcher appreciation. Because day. I made a mistake and they yeah. were there. Yeah. yeah. We, we did, we did catcher appreciation day so that all the other position players could understand how hard that position was. Did they was. get to put the gear on? Oh yeah. Oh, I love and, it. And then... Yeah. So now you try to feel that short hop throw when the runner's coming home. Third, right? third strike in the yeah, dirt. <laughs> yeah, and all that kind of stuff. And so it was, a, a, but I think what you're talking about is a good idea. It might mean that part of every practice is if you're the shortstop, you spend a little bit of time working at center field or catcher. If you're the catcher, you spend a little bit of time working at short. I mean, put the catcher out there trying to catch a bad throw, like the shortstop has to catch your bad throw sometimes. A tough fly ball. Right. Yeah. And so I just think that the whole idea is from a coaching perspective, we've got to be way more creative, 
way more aware of what each position's requirements are and make sure that we're in a uh, mindset to keep addressing and working and, and solving some of the issues and problems that those players are going to have. You know, cookie cutter, one you know, size fits all, getting a lot of reps without any of it being specialized is only going to get us so far. And so the, the idea now of seeing the uniqueness and the importance of every position and making sure that we're sharing that with our players is the key. Love it. All right. So that's going to wrap up number 212. Please make sure you support Anderson Bat Company and become a patron if you can, patreon.com slash everythingfastpitch. If you have questions, comments, ideas, suggestions, reach out to us at everythingfastpitch at gmail.com or fastpitchprep at gmail.com. And make sure that uh, you let Coach Don and I know what you're interested in what can, so we can talk about stuff that, uh, that meets what you need. So that's going to wrap up episode number 212 for Coach Don McKinley and our producer, Stan Lewis. This is Coach Tory. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you again next week.